It's great to be back with you. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin. This is the Jewish Growth Podcast. Here we are. It's Saturday night, Motzei Shabbos, as I'm recording. I actually meant to record on Friday, but noticed that my microphone was busted. So thanks to my dear friend, uh, Rabbi Johnny Kirsch. I'm back with a good microphone tonight. And about a week ago, I met a, a gentleman in Shul who was telling me that as a teenager, he used to go to beautiful places, and he wondered, what would it be like to live in a place where people travel to for vacation? And he ended up settling in the beautiful area of San Diego in Southern California, and he's just a few miles from the beach. Every time he considered leaving, he just couldn't bear the thought of departing that beautiful place. And this reminded me of my recent departure from beautiful Oregon, where I spent 17 years of my adult life. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, Oregon is remarkable. From Portland, you can go to the beautiful Cascade Mountains, a majestic coast, Columbia River Gorge, and so much more within an hour or two hours. I always loved the outdoors, and that love only grew living out in the West. And over my years as a rabbi in Oregon, of course, I knew that leaving the state may well be in my future. And today, I'm thrilled to be in a new, exciting position, working with a great group of people here in central Jersey. But if there's one thing that gave me pause, it was leaving the beauty of the Pacific Northwest. How do you pick up and leave that? And yet, long before I searched for a position on the East Coast, there was a different issue entirely that bothered me. I used to go to the Rocky Coast over the summer and feel overwhelmed by the beauty. How is it that I travel in the U.S., I thought to myself, and feel so overwhelmed by the beauty isn't the true beauty that we long for in the land of Israel? Shouldn't it be Eretz Yisrael that is at the forefront of my thoughts? And that really is a deep emotion within the soul of every Jew that was personified by the great Torah scholar, poet by the name of Rabbi Yehuda Halevi. Halevi had never seen the stones or the dust of Israel where he wrote about his love for when he wrote about his love for Israel in a Tisha B'Av Kina that we read every year. And Halevi gives expression to this Jewish feeling for Israel. He writes, I would choose for my soul to be poured out in the place that the Spirit of God was poured upon the chosen ones. This is how he describes the land of Israel. Halevi envisions himself standing at the graves of the Avot, the patriarchs in Hebron. The air of your land, he declares, is the breath of life. Halevi lived this dream by risking his own life to emigrate to the land of Israel, where God's spirit is poured out, as he writes. There's a lot of beautiful places out there, from Oregon, Southern California, Spain, where Halevi hailed from, but Zion, Israel, it would seem, is the center of beauty and our national focus for the Jewish people. And this always led me back to a basic question, especially during the summertime when we read Parshiot about the land of Israel. What was I doing in Oregon in the first place, and why do I now live in New Jersey? Perhaps I should have been moving to the Galil or to the Negev, as I've thought of at times in my life. And there is no question that Israel really does lie at the center of our national life. The Torah teaches us in Achav that the land of Israel is an Eretz Tova, it's a good land. Eretz Nachle Mayim, Ayanotu Tahomot Babika O Bahar. It's a land of streams of water, springs, and underground water coming forth in valleys and mountains. 
And the Torah describes how Israel is a land where we will eat bread and lack nothing. Importantly, the Torah contrasts Israel with the land of Egypt, because while Egypt can be irrigated on foot through canals from the Nile River, in Israel, lamatar hashemayim tishdamayim, you look to the rain of heaven in order to drink water. And that is a defining characteristic of the land of Israel, a place where we're always turning to Hashem in tefillah and prayer. And it comes down to this idea that Israel is Eretz Asher Hashem Elokecha Doresh Osatamid. It's a land that Hashem, your God, seeks out constantly. Ene Hashem Elokecha Ba Mereshis Shana Viad Achris Shana. The eyes of Hashem, your God, are upon it from year's beginning to the end of the year. God seeks out the land of Israel, the Torah says. But what does that mean? And if seeking out the land means that God oversees the land of Israel, well, Rashi asks, doesn't God seek out all the lands of the earth? And Rashi offers the following idea, the following answer. It is true, he says, that God seeks out all the lands, but only through Israel. The Almighty only seeks out the land of Israel and through seeking out and providing this providence to the land of Israel, the Almighty provides providence and seeks out all of the lands of the earth. And so the land of Israel is a starting point of closeness, of relationship between mankind and Hashem. And Jews have always yearned for that closeness. My wife's great aunt, Simon Fact, left Brisk in Lithuania as a widow in the 1930s. So she moved herself to Israel. Um, and she now rests there on the Mount of Olives. And I too lived in Israel for six years. Though in 2003, I left Israel for my first job in Texas. And at that time, I remember, I davened very intensely at the Kotel one day. I would make it back to Israel. And I've thought many times about that tefillah, that davening, that moment, and it only strengthens the question in my life, how did I leave Israel, go to Texas or Oregon or New Jersey? And these are are fair questions. I don't have a, a simple answer, but there's something very, very central to my life, and it may be meaningful to you as well. There is a fascinating passage in the Midrash of Tana Debeliyahu, and referencing a, a verse from Mishlei Proverbs, the Midrash points out that Israel is called the first of God's crop. As it says, Kodesh Yisrael Hashem Reshit Tevuato, Israel, the Jewish nation, is holy unto God, the first fruit of his crop. In other words, Israel is the intended fruit of creation. Midrash elaborates that while God gave us the Torah with many mitzvot, the ultimate purpose of the mitzvot is the formation of our beautiful nation of Israel. The Jewish people is the beginning of the crop. It's the idea behind creation. It's the divine intention. When we keep mitzvot, be it Shabbos or doing kindness or giving tzedakah, we really are bringing God's presence into the world And that is the purpose for which we were created. And so there's great mitzvot. And the mitzvah of living in Israel truly is one of those. It's a mitzvah that encompasses many great principles. And yet, even the land of Israel itself 
is about the Jewish people. If you've been to Israel, think about what's so special there. What's so special is to go to the supermarket and be amongst Am Yisrael, be amongst our nation, in addition to the fact that, of course, Israel is holy land. And yet, even in Galut, even in the diaspora, the primary thing that really drives us is that connection to the Jewish people. And we do have that need to serve the Jewish people, even outside the land of Israel. In fact, Jeremiah himself left the land of Israel at one time in his life to help the Jewish community in Mitzrayim, in Egypt, in his days. If there's one place that I identify with, it's Israel. But even Eretz Israel, which is so holy, really is about the Jewish people. And one of the amazing things about the Jewish people is that wherever we are, we are part of the miracle of Jewish history. When I ponder the last hundred years of Jewish history in the land of Israel, it's nothing short of miraculous. From the waves of Aliyah, reestablishing a major Jewish presence in the land, Holocaust survivors fighting in the War of Independence to the Six-Day War and beyond. Our history in the land of Israel is just breathtaking. The Jewish people who are indigenous to the land of Israel have begun life anew in holy soil and survived amongst the 70 wolves our many enemies and detractors throughout the world. And yet, we also have to realize that Jewish life here in the United States is also a miracle. The Jewish people are a miracle wherever we reside, and wherever we live, we truly can be part of that miracle. The fact that we've preserved our Torah and mitzvot for millennia, transmitting it faithfully, is a testimony to the fact that God is with us. This is something that needs to be cultivated wherever we are. It could be in a huge community, or something much more grassroots. I think about my wife telling me about her parents. Before they moved to Atlanta, Georgia, they used to spend a lot of time, or even after Atlanta, they spent a lot of time in Jacksonville, Florida. And they had their own shul, so to speak. It was a holy shul in their living room. And they expanded it with their own children and eventually became part of a, a bigger community. But wherever they went, whether it was Florida or elsewhere, they were Jewish activists. And that's the real truth about who we are. Wherever we find Jewish people, if we build together, we really can cultivate God's miracles. Just like the Chalutzim built up Israel, we can also work where we are in our community to diligently dig and establish wellsprings that Jews can drink from. And the amazing thing is that every single person can have a role in this. We can all be Jewish activists on our own level with our own talents. It may be through volunteering or showing up to a community barbecue or a minion. Every Jewish community, be it Hamlet or a large city, needs activists. And that's something that you can think about wherever you live. Here in my community, I see people coming together to celebrate the birth of a baby girl this Shabbos people celebrated in, in Shoal, or coming together for a community picnic or get ready for the high holidays. And so ask yourself, what can you do in your locale to be an activist for the Jewish people? Every Jewish person from every walk of life can dedicate themselves as a Jewish activist who gives in a unique way. And even as we long for the land 
where God's spirit is poured out, as Halevi teaches us. As Jewish activists, we are all part of the miracle that is Am Yisrael, the nation of Israel. Thanks for being with me. I'm Ken Brodkin, and this is the Jewish Growth Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,